Well, we're getting pretty comfortable in the new home for the podcast. Catfish lose at 2460 Northwest 24th Avenue. They won Muddy Awards in 2017 and 18 for Best Venue. Lloyd-Jones is no stranger to Catfish Loose. He's played here several times, and he's here with me right now to tell you a fabulous story about making his new album with some Nashville blues stars and how he's just launched a Kickstarter campaign to bring it your way. If you've ever heard any interviews or his previous Coffee Shop conversation, you know that nobody tells a tale like Lloyd-Jones. He's one of a kind, and he's still out there blasting. Wait till you hear him tell this one. Lloyd, welcome to Catfish Lose, well, where we you, do these now. And this is you're no stranger to this place. No, no, this is like home. I like it. Look at that stage over there. I know this is like a nightclub should be the red curtain and yeah. it's beat up just enough, and the food's great. Right. I love it. <laughs> if I had a nightclub, it'd be like this. <laughs> is that right? Yep, I think so. That was my first thought when I walked in. I went, "Yeah, this is exactly how I would do it." Well, good. It's cozy. Well, I'm glad you're relaxed. Because yes. you have nothing to do these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other day you called me up. I did. And I, I didn't everything. get a word in. <laughs> Sounds like me. For a long time, which was okay. I, I was, I was, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Perfect for radio. Yeah, yeah. And you called me up and you said. Well, I said, I got this project I want to talk to you about because it's really cool. Go on. Okay. Really? I can babble? The whole thing. I want to hear the whole story from when you went the to Nashville. The whole story. Okay. We're going to go all the way back. It starts like this. I've been playing over the years. I'm old. And I've been playing Delbert McClinton's Sandy Beaches Cruises, which is a music cruise based on a lot of songwriters, a lot of creativity, and it's a wonderful thing. It's like camp. You know, you get to hang out with the cats, and <laughs> you hear stuff, and then the next day you go see, talk to them in the lunch line about what you saw and heard, and, uh -huh. and there's times you get together and play, and, you know, it's just a great experience. So I'm honored to have been a part of that. Hadn't done it for a while, and Anson Funderburg comes in to my, one of my gigs here in town after his gig. He comes over and wanted to say hi. And he got to talking about Delbert. He said, Delbert called me to play some gigs with him. And I said, well, so does he tell you what songs he wants to do? Because there's so many to pick from, and you can't learn 400 songs, hoping it's one of the ones he's going to call. <laughs> he said, I asked him that, and he said, just scratch around back there. <laughs> so he didn't get a lot of direction, but he says, as we were talking, he said, man, you know, he had a quadruple bypass. And I went, what? He says, you should call him. You know, he'd like to hear from you. So I did. And we had a real good visit, and he invited my wife and I to go on the cruise as guests. I don't have to play or anything. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of these people, Marsha Ball and Jimmy Hall and these friends that I've had over the years that I met there. Teresa James I brought in here, this club, because uh, there's such a great bunch of people. And... Uh, so I'm sitting in with everybody. I'm just a guitar slut going, hey, just plug it over here. <laughs> and uh, so I, I went to thank uh, uh, Anson when I'm on the cruise. I go to his gig first, and he's playing with Big Joe in uh, a little lounge area. And I love Big Joe. He's got a voice big as all outdoors, real relaxed, sets it up with because he's the drummer. And he's got lots of people sitting in and stuff. And uh, Answer says, hey, hey, here, play my guitar, play a song. He just hands me the guitar, and I'm knee-deep in, okay. In the midst of doing all that, at the end of the set, we had a great time, and, and Kevin McKendry is a piano player that I've known for years mm -hmm. with Delbert. What I didn't know is he'd built a studio, and he's a wonderful producer in Nashville. And he says, you need to come out to my studio and record. And I said, well, I don't have any money. 
well, you should come out anyway. And I said, except for the part where I don't have any money. <laughs> and he says, well, don't, just, just see, let's just do some picking. I thought that was real nice of him and everything, and I, I bought Delbert's new record, and I bought Big Joe's new record, and I'm driving up to Nanaimo to play this gig. It's got a long drive, and I'm listening and going, man, whoever produced Delbert's new record really captured his character, uh-huh. and uh, you hear the lyrics. You know, it's not overproduced. You know, I wish I had a producer. Like, that's a, that makes a big difference. And I put in uh, Big Joe's record. I, listen, I loved every cut. I went, you know, who turns out records today that's not... You like one, but not the rest. I liked every cut. And I go on, who produced this? <laughs> Kevin McKendry, Delbert's piano player, produced both of them out of his studio. I went, this is serious. <laughs> and I got invited. I'm just going to call him and say, so if I came out there, then what? And he says, well, just let's spend a little time and see what you got for material. Mm-hmm. So I flew out there, and he worked me like a rental car. I'm serious. <laughs> as soon as I got there, the day, you know, I'd fly out there and then get to the airport and get to his place and everything. And he says, let's plug into that little amp. I got a guitar over there in the corner. Just play me something. So I'm playing <laughs> along, and he's listening. He says, you know about Nashville numbers? No. Well, I'm going to chart this out in a Nashville chart. It's just real shorthand, you know. And I'll show me the form of it. Play it through. And I'm playing. And he goes, Okay. Now, that first verse, I want you to add two bars at the beginning and uh, that little lick that you started in, play it twice. Okay, go on. I get down and he says, now, play that lick you did at the beginning, but just play it once at the end and, uh, and then tag that vocal there. And mm-hmm. I think you got form. Let's, let's just record you and me playing it through once so we can remember. Okay. And we do this till dinner time. We're having dinner and the phone rings and he says, hey, you, you want to go over to Gary Nicholson's house? Gary Nicholson used to be Delbert's guitar player for years and produced five, at least five of his CDs mm-hmm. and co-wrote all of uh, uh, Never Been Rocked Enough. He co-wrote everything on there and produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know who he is. And I went, we're just going to go over to Gary's house? Yeah. <laughs> I get over there, and these are like 10-year-olds with no adult supervision. Well, grab a guitar, <laughs> man. You got something unfinished we can build? Yeah, I got some stuff I'll throw at you. We're playing at it, and Gary's just typing at the laptop while I'm playing. I'm mm-hmm. going, what? so what are you doing? He said, well, did you like any of that? I said, what do you mean? Well, I was singing lyrics and stuff and typing and typing while I'm singing. Well, here's what the song's about. Well, we'll start it again. So I'm singing, and I'm playing the song through, and he says, stay on the one, stay on the one. Just stay there a little longer. Four more bars, stay on the one. Okay, eight bars, stay on the one. Just stay there. And he's typing away furiously. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, we did this till probably three in the morning. I threw a couple other songs out there and stuff. And the next morning, Kevin says, "Did you, did you listen to any of that?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "I, I thought you weren't getting." It. And I said, "Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to remember what we were doing, but I, I came up with two more verses on that last song, and I think I got it finished." And he says, no. "No, let's go in the studio. I'm going to put it up on the screen, and I want you to listen." What? He was sending it to your phone. <laughs> oh. And I look through, and you could read all the lyrics down, uh-huh. and you can hear what I was playing. And I go, you know, I like what he did at that little, what do you want me to stay on the one, stay on the one? Mm-hmm. He was doing this little breakdown section, and it told a story about what the lyrics are about. And it's good because it's about a storm down in the, in the bayous. Mm-hmm. And these people that live there keep coming back, even after all the storms. And he's describing the storm. And I went, brilliant. You know, it really adds something to the tune. And uh, 
when I got done, I said, you know, all these songs are finished. The form is there. I like what he did at the bridge on this other song. I would never have thought to do that in a million years, but what, that's what I like about it, that I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> and uh, so it's really productive, you know, and mm-hmm. go back and he says, now, I, tomorrow, he said, I'm going to be in the studio from mixing somebody's project. He did. He just finished up John Hyatt's record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, and the guy making dinner, that's John Hyatt's drummer. He lives across the street. <laughs> He'll play on it if you want. And uh, he plays me John Hyatt's uh, Masters just came back. About the fourth song, I said, that's, see, that's the kind of rhythm section right there where it's real organic and they're throwing a ball back and forth. And it's not about each person. It's about the, the unit together being a pulsing thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm after. And they're nailing it on that song there. And he says, well, those guys can do it. They just live here. I'll take you to hear the bass player tonight. We go into Nashville and hear that stuff. And then he says, now, tomorrow, I'm going to mix down this one project from 10 to noon. I'm working on another project from noon to 2. At 2.30, I want you two more songs. Meet me in the back <laughs> courtyard. I got till 2.30 tomorrow to write two more songs. I've never written under pressure like that. But I worked and worked and worked. And worked. I stayed focused and everything. And I brought him two more songs. And he goes, okay, the first one's funny. And the other one stays on my mind. I like it. That's what I want you to do. It's, now he says, I want you to go in. We'll record all 13 songs. Just you playing guitar. I want you to play intro, form, solos, ending. So he documented. Uh-huh. And then put me on the plane and sent me home. <laughs> I, I thought, are you... What I got done in four days in Nashville with Kevin McKendry's help... And Gary Nicholson, I said, but I don't have any money. <laughs> so now I've been thinking about it. I talked to a couple of friends that have made CDs using Kickstarter. Uh-huh. I said, it's my only chance to save this, what we did, what we created, um, this material and these people at this time. It'll, it'll all disappear if I don't act on it. So my only hope is to go to Kickstarter, and I'm not good at this. I'm old school. I'm not savvy on the yeah. uh, social media like I should be. So I'm... Uh, just going to ask for help and do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting it set up right now. We just finished a video at Mission Theater of some of the new material and uh, and it kind of announcing that I'm doing this. So the video will come out when I get approved. Yeah, the page has to be approved. Uh-huh. And we're at that stage. As a matter of fact, I was late here today because I just real, they just let me know that I'm at that stage to finish two more steps to get approved today. So I'm hoping we're ready to pull the trigger on this. Uh-huh. 30 days I have to get $10,000. That's really scary to me. But I, I've had help with people that had success with it, and they stay with it on social media every day. They thank yeah. people that have yeah. contributed. They let new people know that might not be aware of it. And I've got this video to put up and a lot of information to bring to the table, like your show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Just a 30-day awareness and then game over. Either you get $1 short of your goal, yeah, it's all gone. Opportunity's gone. Right. Money's gone. So I'm going to work as best I can on this with my friend's help. And some of the people that I talked to said, you've been around long enough. You should have you know, enough friends to pull this off. I hope they're right. Well, I think you should. I hope. I'll find yeah. out, won't oh, I? Yeah. yeah. You've never recorded a record in, in that manner, have you? No. You know, I've been a spoiled brat because I've just stumbled into all the things that I've worked toward doing. I get distracted because an opportunity I never saw came up. Yeah. Um, that the one we did in Ocean Way Studio, I couldn't afford to spend spend ten minutes. That's that's one of the greatest studios in the world, Ocean Way Studio. And a guy just said, "Carte Blanche, two twelve-hour days, live to two track, eleven-piece band, go." <laughs> and I had to 
grow up fast and I still love that record, when that was opportunity. That? that was back in 1995. Wow. But it's a brilliant record to this day. And uh, it didn't get a lot of airplay because it was an audio file. And they oh. don't like live stuff. But I, the live energy. And a lot of those people, uh, Terry Evans and a lot of people have passed away since then. And I fondly on that? back on that. Well, Bobby Torres, we all know here. Yeah. Um, Reinhardt Meltz was a 17-year-old drummer that I wow. heard. Who has gone on. I'm still, I'm still doing odd meters. Oh, he's brilliant. And I knew he was brilliant even then. I said, you know, yeah. he's going to outgrow what I do. But yeah. he's a brilliant mind and a great human. And his dad is Bobby Torres. Yeah. And that energy, uh, uh, Victor Little on bass, really something. Wow. And uh, um, Glenn Holstrom, genius keyboard player who mm -hmm. arranged all those horns. Mm -hmm. Housewife and Bob Roden. I'm sorry. <coughs> was such a great bebop player, and he was mm -hmm. a beatnik. He said, when I grow up, I want to be a beatnik. And he could cut it. He could sight read. He could play anything. But he loved the road, and he had the soul. Uh, Rudy Draco been with me 35 years on tenor. Uh, a guy named Steve Cannon on trumpet that was a studio player in, in L.A. and went on to play with me for another six, eight years. Wow. Uh, so that band just flew. And we captured it, and I didn't see it coming. And I was afraid, you know, because you get one shot, and boom. So... That was not only a, a, a huge uh, uh, confidence builder, but it, the material stood up. Uh -huh. And that's what I was doing for it to see if I was just a crazy idea. Everybody has songwriting ideas, and when it comes to light, you know, when you shoot a little light on it, you'll find out the <laughs> truth. And uh, so I was delighted to see that momentum that really started uh -huh. the struggle. Yeah. Um, the uh, video that you're going to have up on your kick Kickstarter site, who, uh, who is in that band? Now, that's a little thrown together cool thing. Carlton Jackson, just world class drummer here oh, in yeah. town, plays with everybody, yeah. and he's a treat. And to does play a great with. show on KMHD. He has a great jazz show because he yeah. knows stuff. Right. Oh man, he knows stuff. So to have Carlton Jackson on drums, Ben Jones is on several of my Big recordings. Ben. Did some of the Delbert stuff with me and knows a lot of my stuff, and it's just a magic when I play with him. He just takes it to the next level. So I, I also confidence. And he knows everything too. Like it, yeah. Yeah, I remember one time he was playing with Gretchen Mitchell uh -huh. down at the Candlelight. Yeah, and and uh, we're, we're just between between sets, we're just sitting around bullshitting, and I go, uh, "Hey, uh, Gretchen, do you know uh, Pop That Thing by the Isley Brothers?" And she says, "No," and he starts to play it. Boom! Oh man, he, <laughs> he knows every song. He fell in, just fell in. <laughs> yeah, he's a fun guy. He played with Anita Baker. Yeah, he you know yeah. he's a, just a really great player. Also a great gospel drummer. You know what? I mean, now bass that you player. Mentioned that, I, mean, I forgot I mean, this. bass player. Yeah. Reinhardt's car broke down one time back mm -hmm. in the day, and we're playing in Bend. And we had to cover. We sent the other sax player, Rudy Oak, to get him. <laughs> and Ben said, I'll play drums. And I went, what? <laughs> and it was great. He just nailed two and four and kept the groove alive. And, and he was yeah. sweating bullets and having a... The smile on his face was killing me. Uh, so I forgot about that till you said that. Yeah, I, I, and I just made a mistake. I said, <laughs> I said drums instead of bass. I, that's yeah. But who else is in that? Well, then just a quartet. So the the uh -huh. third person besides me is uh, Kevin. I'm sorry, uh, Steve Karen. Oh, Steve. Steve Karen yeah. is the only guy yeah. around here that really nails the New Orleans stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this is a lot of this music is my dad grew up in Texas, in Paris, Texas, or mm -hmm. I grew up 
that's where his musical roots. He was a trumpet player that mm. brought music to me in New Orleans music. In that uh-huh. he was a Dixieland trumpet huh. player. When I first went to New Orleans, I thought I'd come home. It didn't feel strange. It yeah. felt like yeah. this is how I thought the war should be. Mm-hmm. So I, I just related to New Orleans, and I grew up most of my life playing drums. So I like all the New Orleans rhythms. And I'm not a guitar player so much as a drummer with a guitar. <laughs> and I, that's a big part of the songwriting that I thought was missing. Uh, stylistically, I was able to play with the early blues players, mm-hmm. Big Walter, Big Mama Thornton, uh, uh, George Smith, Charlie Musselwhite, when that Chicago thing was a big deal. Uh, in AM radio in America in the 60s, I was able to play with those guys and had that blues foundation. Mm-hmm. But as a drummer, I wanted to say, but there's a lot more we can do with that story. Because yeah. I have a rhythm in the lyric of the story that mm-hmm. I want to come out. And that's what Kevin McKendry, who's producing this, uh-huh. got. And as we'd play these songs, and I was a little nervous because these guys, I'm not kidding, Kevin's got about six Grammys. He he plays with Buddy Guy, Joe Bonamassa, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Setzer, big band, and Delbert. He's a first-call mm-hmm. keyboard player with a lot of people, and I'm walking into his territory with these new <laughs> songs I don't know with a strange guitar, and he says, play them. <laughs> and I'm a little self-conscious, but he just goes, no, just do that, you know, do your thing. Don't worry about sounding like this or that or trying to be perfect. Just be... Just do your thing the way you do it, and that's yeah. going to be what we're looking for. Wow. I think that's why he's a good producer. Yes. <laughs> that's that what sense. I heard in the Delbert record. I went, yeah. I hear Delbert's story. And mm-hmm. he's already, Delbert's already got a voice that you hear the story because there's a personal connection to every word he sings, stronger mm-hmm. than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not, I'm not worried about the way that I deliver it because that's mm-hmm. just me and that's what you want to hear. When yeah. I want to listen to somebody, I want to hear the character of the person. Right. So but, what are these songs about? Oh, man, all over the map. You know, I'll wake up in the morning with a thought and I'm, I see things kind of with a... Uh, ironic twist to them. Oh, no, because, really? I mean, well, just, you know, real life around <laughs> you, you're going, are you serious? And I, I, that'll be funny to me and I'll say it inside out and backwards. So, uh, uh, they're just stories all over the place and... Uh, they're all different from one to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the keyboard player, Glenn Holstrom, who recently passed away, is a, a big missing link. But uh, you'd say you're all over the map, and I'd say you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what will lock it together, I think, is the storytelling, the uh, character of how I tell the story. But there'll be different stories. It's not a one theme kind of thing. I just think it's storytelling music. Mm-hmm. But I dig the stories. I got mm-hmm. a really nice ballad that came to me. and uh, So I'm proud of it. So those two that you had to write at the last minute, yeah, were they completely new or were they stuff that you had been thinking about? At first I was kind of stumped and then I started thinking back on some things yeah. that I had not finished. And I didn't have that all those pile of songs at home were at home, so I had to just do it out of what I thought I remembered and then finish, mm-hmm. add to it. What was that? That's my phone. Oh, it was your code. phone? I'm was that your phone? For some reason, because I came here, my phone got busy. <laughs> it hasn't been till then. I'm, I'm looking over there going like, oh, no, cut the music. And it's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it was his phone. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'll find what out. What was that? I don't know. What was that, what was that ringtone? Today is the day the Kickstarter thing can be approved, and I think I'm getting a lot of calls about come oh, on boy oh, that's exciting it, it is exciting terrifyingly exciting well it's isn't, well that's what's way supposed to be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean when what was the 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 pressure to write two songs out of nowhere terrifyingly exciting 
It was. At first, I thought, where do I start? Yeah. And then I thought, wait a minute. I wrote one, and I wrote it when I was playing with Curtis a lot that long ago. The spark for that was that he says, we're going on the road, and he says, you have to have a cell phone. <laughs> it was that long ago. <laughs> and I went, uh-huh. And I said, well, I got a cell phone. And he says, okay, but bring it with you. You have to have it. When the band scatters to the hotel and we need sound check, and I ain't got to find somebody right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go looking for everybody times six. So <laughs> got to have your phone. That makes sense. And just as I'm going out the door, I can't find it. And I'm looking at my coat, and I'm looking at the sofa, <laughs> and I'm looking in just hilarious places. Now I'm, yes. I'm laughing at the places. I'm trying to find it and call it, and it's not ringing because the battery just went dead. Oh, geez. And uh, I'm, the more I'm laughing, the more I'm going, this is a song. You know, you try to connect with people, and my stuff is too narrow of an audience a lot of times. Uh -huh. There isn't anybody without a phone in their hand that right. hasn't been doing what I'm doing right here today. <laughs> so, the, so the song is called, Where's My Phone? Where is it at? <laughs> my cell phone. i got to get it back. And then... The, Hilarity is all the funny places I'm looking for it. <laughs> and so I just added a couple of verses, and that was fun and easy. And mm -hmm. he starts listening to me playing the thing and going, oh, man, a lot of people connect with that. <laughs> I saw a movie, Old Lions, Secondhand Lions, I think it is, Robert Duvall. Mm -hmm. He takes his kid aside and says, the kid's getting no supervision. His mom dumps him off, and these guys are no good. They're no better. These are just troublemakers that got dumped at. And the kid's going, hey, I need some supervision. He says, okay, here's how it goes. There's this, this, look out for this, look out for that. And a true love never dies. That's a song. And uh, I had these New Orleans yeah. thoughts in my mind, yeah. and I kept adding to it, and it got a modulation section and a cool bridge, and I went, you know, this isn't just a 12-bar blues. This is a cool song. So mm -hmm. as time goes and you get more involved with it, you can't wait to finish it and hear some, get somebody to hear it. Hmm. Do, you, do you ever get, get behind a drum set anymore? No. <laughs> no. no? You know, those muscle coordination's got to be developed and stayed with. Yeah. And when you get behind yeah. him and go, you know, I, I would have to practice and get that muscle memory back yeah. and that touch back. But I can keep two and four i'm just not going to be uh -huh. giving you a drum solo and going spazzing out or anything <laughs> so i told somebody said well i want you to play drums in a, a cajun band i went you know i'd do it and the next day they said there'll be drums there you don't have to load anything and i went okay all you can do is fire me yeah i'll do yeah, it well yeah. i had so much fun <laughs> i said i promise i won't put any fills or screw it up and then it turned <laughs> out I, it was easier than i thought and i loved it, is it i fun? do have some drums is it fun to second line very. Yeah. It's, you put both hands on a snare drum and <laughs> just have fun with it. Um, it's not that complicated. And for me, growing up with that stuff, that's just like walking and talking. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time this goes up, yeah, your Kickstarter will be up. I hope. Oh, yeah. I hope if I get so. this right, yes. Hope so. Yeah. It should be a day or so. When does this come up? This will be uh, a, a week from Thursday. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, and feel free to include it All on right. the page if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that whole story should be memorialized. <laughs> okay. Documented. I promise. Preserved for posterity and, hope and get, future generations. Get me to the finish line, baby. I need <laughs> your help. All right, man. Good luck. Can't wait to hear the record. Yeah. All yeah, right. me too. I'm, it's a joy to work with these guys. I, I'm yeah. relaxed with them, and I know yeah. it'll be good. All right. Well, next time we talk, you will have won. <laughs> I hope. Thank you, Tom. All right.
Thanks to Keith Schreiner and Derek Sims for our theme music called Ghost Jazz from their album Jazztronica. 